All right, welcome to the third installment of Doggo Running's live podcast slash whatever. This is an experiment, and I'm enjoying it. <clears throat> it's filling up a gap that I ha- a gap of time that I have, and also I'm missing talking about knives. I really, truly am. I am about to put away a couple of these custom knives that I have. And one of them is a Chris Reeves knife, uh, which is one of my favorite uh, production knives. And this thing's beautiful. Check this out. This thing's got desert ironwood. I'm going to say grips, scales, titanium frame. It's got a gold thumb stud. This is just, it's so beautiful. Look at this. On the other side it says. This is a classic model. Just really nice. So before you put your knives away, I like to wipe them down. Um, I don't like to leave my knives wet. Don't don't put your your knives away wet. Don't do that. Because it just attracts um, a lot of dust. And that is unnecessary. And if it's really not a high carbon steel, you really don't have to wear gloves either. I mean, as long as you wipe them down generally and put them away, you're not like got a bunch of fingerprints on them, they should be fine. I mean, I've I've had this knife in storage for a couple years um, in a very wet environment and uh, it's done fine. What you're hearing now is the bubble wrap that I wrapped this knife in. And Chris Reeves, he makes some really nice knives. It's there's there's people out there that that collect just his knives, and um, there I'll place that up there. So that's distracting me. All right, so the Chris Reeves knives that is going to go to sleep. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you two knives that are production knives that and and these this is considered a production knife. All right. I know I said custom knives, and I do have some custom knives here. I have a Todd Davison, and then this one is a Van. I, I messed it up. Uh, Van Rievenen. Reeve, he's from South Africa. Now these are not production knives. These are one of a kind knives, and those are true customs. Semi custom would be something like a Chris Reeves knife. Or even, I'm going to push it here. Have you guys ever heard of Moki Knives? Moki Knives is a Japanese knife. And it even says factory custom knife. This is the box that they come in. This is the knife. These knives are made so beautifully. And their walk and talk is so nice. They just, you press the, I mean it just... It's just butter, butter smooth. ATS 34, made in Japan, and it's got stag handles. And for those of you listening on the podcast, you cannot see these stag handles. These stag handles are tastefully done, which stag handles can be not tastefully done, in my opinion. And these are very tastefully done. The knife is extremely well balanced. And you can still pick these up today. And so you can go, go on there and you search Moki Knives. 
And that's M-O-K-I, Moki Knives. Moki Knives, that's going to be backwards for you guys. That's all right. Maybe if I did it upside down. There we go. It spells Woki. <laughs> um, so the video's not really helping out with the name. But uh, great knife. This one, again, ATS-34. Extremely corrosion-resistant knife. Um, you know, companies love using that stuff. Great profit margin. And they, like I said, they could put these knives in a factory and not really worry about them corroding on them. Th these are knives that lead, need little to no babysitting, which, you know, a lot of people like. But you're going to pay for that. Comes with a nice little sheath. Look at that. Moki knives made in Japan. Beautiful knives, beautiful. I'm a fan of their company. I, I, I lived in Japan for 11 years. Um, I love the the Japanese knives. Matter of fact, the thumbnail has me posing with these uh, knives. This is a traditional Japanese style pocket knife. Um, so you just put this thing back in the little box. Now why do you put it back in the box? Well. Uh, right now, I, I'm living in a temporary situation, so I don't really want to have these things laying out. So they're going to go back in the safe Faroozies. If you guys got any questions too, shoot, go ahead, do it. Let's fly and ask a few questions if you want. So I would say my, my one of my favorite production knives in Japan is Moki. Um, great knives, just above $100 for these, and every once in a while you can find them for an incredible price, incredible. So that's that one. I got another Japanese knife for you. This is Muscata, Muscata. I think I say that completely wrong. This knife is gorgeous. If I can just find it, sorry folks. This was unplanned. It really was. Um, what am I going to have? Oh, here it is. Sorry about that. And that is Damascus steel. Look at that. And look how they did the Damascus on this particular knife. This Damascus looks like bamboo. So they went with it. And this looks like a piece of bamboo. It's actually a piece of Damascus steel that they've shaped into like a handle for this knife. Also the blade is Damascus, look at that. Real beautiful knives. I'm telling you, you can't really find very many knives with this type of quality. And that is Seki, Japan, that is the location. Seki being the city. That particular city in Japan, they're famous for their knife making. You know, they have the knife guild there. And uh, they make all kinds of wonderful... You can get a lot of street knives there too. Knives are made right there in front of you and sharpened. Uh, I thought that was just incredible. Now that was like 20 years ago, or 25 years ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. That was like 15 years ago uh, when, when I saw that. Um, and that was pretty neat. Uh, that was... That was quite the experience. Uh, Japan back then was uh, 
they actually did that kind of stuff in that area and you could purchase the knives that they made right there. They're, they actually have a qualification for sharpening knives because their knives have to be really sharp because they're cutting stuff like sushi, sashimi, and when you're preparing that type of food, you need a real sharp knife. Um, fish can look really unappetizing if you cut it with a dull knife. You really want that sashimi to look, you know, to look, uh, tantalizing, you know, and you slice it very thinly, um, because it is raw. So, and then it's, you know, I love sushi. Sushi's fantastic. Sashimi's fantastic. I did live there. Yes. Yes. My wife is Japanese. Yes. I eat Japanese food literally every day. Again, bubble wrap with this. This one came with a cool sheath too. Now check this out. The last Japanese one came with like a leather black sheath and that was made by a company called Moki. This is a different company. This is, this is Mukasta. Now, how about you guys try reading that? Backwards, all right? And backwards, guess what? Backwards looks easier than forwards. And it comes with like a little Japanese bag that maybe you could put it in there so it doesn't get all scratched if you were to put it in your pocket or something. Um, if I carry a knife, I'm going to use it. I, 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 my, my pocket knife. Now, where is my pocket knife? It's over there. Yeah, I definitely have some users and then I also have some collectibles. Yeah, everybody has a personality. Like, what kind of knife do you carry, you know? Like, what actor would carry this, you know? Um... We have a lot of actors that collect knives. Sylvester Stallone collects knives. He has a lot of customs, a lot of custom knives. So. All right, so that box is full. You guys want to see a large knife? Let's take a little break here. We're going to do a custom Strider. How about that? There's my Strider knife. Strider, Strider, Strider. All right, we're going to take, we're going to put two knives head to head. We're going to put a factory-made Benchmade all right, and a Strider. Strider is known to be one of the toughest knives out there. Check this out. Titanium frame. Look at that. Real nice, real nice, nice and thick. It's a big old knife. Look at that sucker. Woo-wee! All right, share this broadcast. Come on. So what I'm showing the guys on YouTube right now is the size and girth of a Strider custom knife and it really fills the hand we're gonna flip that out here we go that sucker is beefy nice hmm. what kind of steel does he use let me see what kind of steel he got on here cpm 154 usa nice all right, so just a smooth, beautiful knife. Really nice. See how he does that? Does a really great job. All right, this is a Benchmade Recon made in D2. That is a nice knife right there. This is a real beefy knife, too. So we got Strider and that head-to-head. Head to head knives for you. Price range five, I think like four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. Pretty expensive, I think. I can't remember. 
and you're looking about just on just over two hundred dollars probably for this one you can probably find a lot of these at a discounted price if you shop around and if you know some military friends strider does work with our military hand in hand he's he does some pretty good stuff with a lot of special forces beautiful knife benchmade always does a nice job too so i'll give benchmade some kudos wanted to show that next to a strider very heavy knife though, heavy, heavy, very light and stronger. Titanium, man, all right, built better. Sweet knife, sweetness. All right, you guys, excuse me, I'm, my, my nose is a little dry. We got rain and winter weather here in California and I'm not used to it, it's kind of dry. Here's the baby Huey, this is a baby Huey. This is also a Strider knife, really cool knife. It's a little bit smaller. And that's your Baby Huey knife. Baby Hueys are a really nice option for someone that doesn't like the larger Striders and or, the, and or that particular model. Titanium, real nice and lightweight. Just a beautiful, beautiful knife. Let's see if he's got the blade still. He doesn't. You see his symbology there. Strider knife, Strider. Boop, boop, boop. All right, so we're gonna go to some true customs. This is a Todd Davison knife. Just guys to look at the shininess and beauty. And then again, like I said, if you guys are listening to this on the podcast, feel free to stop by at Doggo Running on the YouTube channel so you guys can see all these beautiful knives. I'm usually a little bit more talkative, but today I'm feeling a little bit visual because this knife is beautiful. I'll swip, swap it on over. Here's another side. You guys can take a look at that. This knife is a true custom. Now, does he have any filing in there? Let's see what he's got in there. I know you guys saw that. Let me see. Here we go. Check it out. Oh yeah, oh yeah, check it out. And we gotta look at his, uh, his Tang stamp. Look how clean of a stamp he's got. And that's that's stamped. That's engraved. That's not a like a something that's gonna go away. Real nice, beautiful custom knives. Todd Davison. You are these knives. They're just so beautiful. They're really nice. It's like it's like carrying around a piece of man jewelry in your pocket. You just man, they feel so hefty and nice. Real strong. ATS thirty four. Uh, beautiful knives. I'm putting back to bed right here in his little, right here in his little, put him back in his little zippered pouch. We've got one more Todd Davison here. We've got a, uh, oh, look at this beauty. This one's made out of buffalo horn. It's got a, it's got a really nice, look at this, beautiful swell back. Check that out. Look how clean those lines are. 
And then we're gonna flip it on over like this. Check this out. Ooh, look at that blade. Todd Davidson does some really nice work. Same thing inside. He's got some nice, nice, nice artwork going on in there. Real nice. You live once. I mean, carry something like this in your pocket. You know, boy, that's razor sharp. She's beautiful. I'm gonna put that away also in that zippered pouch. See, just go back to bed. Good night. There he goes. He's asleep. Good night, you. Here's a McAfee. But, uh, it's just a standard, it's a simple pocket knife, but it is a custom. Got a nice Warncliffe blade, just like that last Todd Davison that we looked at. This one, this one also has some funkiness going on on the inside. Looks like something he does before he puts these knives back together. It's harder to see his thing, but real simple. It's got bird's eye rivets. It's a composite handle, like a G10 or something. Real nice little pocket knife. Look at that. Nice back pocket knife. Look at that. Just nice thin knife. Something you open up, you know, you open up your letter, whatever. Great little knife. That one's going to bed. Also. So what is the weather like? The weather is rainy and soggy, and I really just get bummed out when it's like that. I just don't like it. I'm not into the cold weather. Now, you guys want to see some filing here? Oh, boy, those on the podcast can't see this. Filing is where they drill holes in the knife in various ways to give the illusion of like a rope on the back spring. Check this out. This is a back spring that has been jeweled. And look at that. Now that's a custom knife. Look at that roping that he's got up there. And when you turn to the side, you can kind of see how they do it. All right, on the inside, it's all jeweled out too. He's got all kinds of stuff going on in there. Check this out. How's that for a knife, huh? Just a real beauty. That's a nice knife. That'd be a nice knife to carry. And this guy's out of South Africa. I found him at a at a knife show. I was very impressed with uh so it's Van Rene Renin. Got some nice stag going on more jeweling just just absolutely beautiful just a beautiful knife this a high level custom and i got it for an incredible price because he's rather unknown so i was lucky enough uh i mean he there's no way he made any money on this because this would have taken him an awful long time to do Really would have. Just really beautiful. Just a beautiful knife. 
That sucker is going to bed in its little tiny pouch. It's got a little pouch. Nothing fancy. Something he made. And there she goes. All right, we're at 20 minutes. I think I'm going to wrap up this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm just, like I said, I'm experimenting. Um, and sometimes I'm in a more talkative mood than others. Sometimes I'm more visual. So I don't know if I like the podcast thing or what. Um... What I really need to do is get back on the road. I need to start going through pawn sh- shops again. I need to do some other stuff. Um, that's where it gets exciting for me. That's where I find these incredible knives that I'm showing you. Um, not particularly the custom-made knives, but maybe something along the lines of, you know, finding a case knife like this at a garage sale. Yeah. yeah, look at this sucker. This is a Case XX. You know, this is just a beautiful knife. I mean, imagine just stumbling across that. That's the kind of things that just excite me. But in order to do that, I need to free up some time. I need to, I need to really um, organize my life so I can get back doing what I really enjoy. And that is finding beautiful knives that are unused and in mint condition. Look at the polish on that knife. It's nice, huh? Anyway, hey, I'll let you guys go. I've gone on long enough. Take care. Later. All right, guys. Thanks for holding out on me. And if you guys made it this long, you guys are some of my number one fans. Um, Thanks. Appreciate it. And uh, take care. I'm going to log off on episode three. Episode three is over.